You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter, where we're overcoming trials with triumphs. Now, here's your host, Patty Catter. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Today, we have a guy. His name is Texas Cop 2.0. I didn't ask you before the show. Is that just what we're going to call you the whole time? Or do you want to give your name? Uh, usually, I get called Chuck or Tex. So, it'll, it'll always fine. Or Texas Cop. All right. So, I found you on TikTok. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You're amazing. But... Um, some of my listeners, they don't even have TikTok. They need to get on the bandwagon, right? Maybe. Um, yeah, and, and Instagram too. So one of the coolest things about you, Chuck, is you're a police officer in Texas, and you also create some very fun content. And even some of it's not even that fun. It just kind of gives an inside look of your life as a police officer, which is difficult on some, you know, some occasions. Um, but what I'd like you to do here now is just tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and where you came from, and then we're going to go more into your story. Okay. Uh, welcome everybody. I'm glad, uh, glad to be here today. Uh, like you guys, like I said, I'm, I go by the, by Chuck, uh, or Tex, or Texas Cop 2.0. Uh, I started doing TikTok pretty much during COVID, you know, COVID happened. Everybody's at home bored. And, uh, you know, most cops or people in first responding always deal with like depression, men mental health and anxieties. And some of us don't know how to like take it out. Some of us play video game or some people might, you know, work too many extra jobs to, you know, counteract that. But I found myself making videos at the gym whenever I'm working out. Gym was my, my you know, my thing. And then somebody was like, man, get on TikTok. You know, I was like, what is that? I mean, I'm not getting on that Chinese app. That's what I always say. And then uh, I, I started posting video and it just went, went viral. And it's been a year and a half now. And it's like nonstop. Uh, originally, I'm from Nigeria, born and raised. Uh, moved here when I was um, 14 years old. Uh, all I've done all my life is first responding. I was doing firefighter EMT when I was... Uh, 18 years old for five years and then I switched to being a police officer now five years so for the past almost 10 years I've been all I've done is first responding and uh, I try to use my videos to bring awareness to uh, actual real calls matters like some kind of calls will be into it could be missing child domestic violence between a male or female a female and a male uh, just, you know, like breast cancer, like my shirt that I'm wearing, uh, to bring awareness to breast cancer, help out people that went through breast cancer. So that's pretty much, uh, a little bit about me. Um, so tell me, tell me, how did you end up coming from Nigeria? I had another guest on my show, um, not that long ago from Nigeria. So how did you end up here? Um, I have families everywhere. My dad lived in Germany. My mom lived in Dubai most of my life. And then my uncle, uh, he's one of the people that uh, built, there's a, a highway here called uh, Bedway 8 in Houston. He's one of the people that blueprinted Bedway 8, but he's always lived in Houston for a minute. So eventually, I guess him and my dad talked and 
but I don't know how, but they decided that we're gonna move here. I was I was 14, I didn't know anything. It was more like, hey, we're moving to moving to Houston, Texas. I'm like, okay, let's go. You know, like I'm just excited. I love it. It's uh it's it's better than where I came from, just say that. Yeah, definitely. I um I know that my the guest I had on my show before um from Nigeria, he said that it was really tough um financially there for him. So tell me, how did you go from feeling as a 14-year-old kid moving from Nigeria to Texas where everybody's wearing cowboy boots and uh, cowboy hats? You know, whenever I hear Texas, I'm just like, like I, it's the same feeling like people that live in New York, like, you know, when they when you tell them that you're from Texas, they are assume that we wear, wear cowboy boots and ride freaking horses to, you know, <laughs> McDonald's or, or Whataburger. They don't think that's cars here. And it's the same feeling when I heard I was moving to Texas. I was like, oh, I got to ride horses and wear a cowboy boots anyhow. And I got here. I'm like, okay, this is this is just like Africa, except it's just it's just different, maybe a little bit better, but it's the same thing. Like, I don't even see that many horses. I see more cars. We have too many traffics here. So it's like, man, this I was I was a little bit let down from that, but it's it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So how did you end up wanting to work as a first responder at 18 years old? That's really young to make that sort of a choice in your life. Um, I grew up in an area that was really bad. Most people I was going to school wasn't uh, gang members uh, killed or just doing bad stuff. Don't really know what they want. And, you know, I just want to deviate from that. And I've always known that I didn't, I didn't want a job that's going to make me sit for too long and I also don't want a job that's going to make me stand for too long so I've always wanted a job that's going to be balanced where I can do both and also kind of like do my own thing or whatnot and I've always liked helping people even when I was a kid I always like help the kids uh, go outside and jump pro pool you know go go and we'll call it fetching water because after some some homes in Nigeria we didn't have water we have to actually go to somebody else's house well and fetch water for your family so i've always been into helping uh so it kind of i kind of looked into it trying to find something to do to um, help um help people and i just that i just dove into it i know it sounds cliche helping people because that's what every first responder always says but it's it's truly the reason why i got into it so yeah, yeah i think that's really commendable i mean Kids nowadays, especially, really need some strong role models. And I think that it's amazing that you've chosen the path that you're on. And one of the cool things is I think you're relatable. I mean, you're young enough to, you know, where kids are going to look up to you because you're super cool. Um, You have an incredible story besides just being a police officer, which is cool in itself. You were telling me in a private conversation that you had lost a lot of weight and you're really into fitness now, which is also really inspiring. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I've always ate eat a lot. Um, and in Nigeria, they believe that the bigger you are, that means you're more healthy and worthy and like 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 your family's worthy enough to like feed you good. So I've always won with that mindset. But when I got here and started firefighting and eating, I got up to like 405 pounds. And, you know, sometimes it hurt, like my lower back would hurt or like my knees would hurt because of too much weight. And I just, I met a, a good friend of mine, Clark is his name. And uh, 
a few other people from work that I've met and uh, they were, they were into fitness. They do like bodybuildings and stuff like that. So they was like, Hey, you know, we, we can train you. So I was like, okay, cool. So I started going to gym with them every day and slowly started changing what I eat. And I'm down to 280 or 290 right now, but every now and then I might hit 305, 310 and I'll go right back now. I just keep going back and forth. But uh, now I know what to do. If Even if I start slacking to where I get close to 400 again, I know exactly what to do to lose weight. So um, for everybody out there, you can still do it. You can always do it. It's all about what you put in your mouth uh, when it comes to losing weight or looking good in the gym, from the gym or in the gym. You just have to watch what you eat. So, yeah. Yeah, that's important. And And you're huge. You're like humongous, like muscle. Uh, I think um, it's I think it's just my camera angles. I'm not that I'm not that huge. Oh, that's it. I'm gonna have to work on my camera angles. <laughs> uh, um, so one of the ways that we connected was from an organization, um, one more mission. And we were talking about um how it's important for people to go out to the polls and to vote and no matter what what you're going to vote Republican, Democrat, whatever. It's important to do that. And um, how we're getting first responders and police officers, military veterans to um, help work the polls if they're able to. And it was kind of cool, your story from being from Nigeria to um, being in America. I believe that the voting system is quite different. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about why um, you thought that you would be involved with one more mission or why you think the mission is important? I think it's, I think it's, it's important, uh, especially day and age. I think it will help teach the younger youth how important it is to vote and, and, uh, the meaning of vote. Um, I, I think grow, even growing up there and here, I never knew what it is, what it's like to vote. And even up to now, I still don't know much about how, the voting system workers, they don't teach you that in school and you don't really learn that. You don't learn the importance of voting and, and, uh, you know, which supporting the right thing. Um, and, you know, most people try not to get into politics because there's always a fight with it. So I think it's one of those things where people should put aside no matter what party they belong into or whatnot, but still go out there and ensure that voting was done right. And, ensure that people participate. This is this is your right as an American citizen to help choose who you want to, you know, represent you. So that's that's the way I look at it. And I think it will be great for our first responders that that's not working or off that day or not doing anything and just want something to be a part of. They can go out there meet people, let, let people learn about what they do for the entire community, whether they're nurses, doctors, teachers, cops, uh, and bond, and at the same time, ensure that uh, everything is going the right way. And, you know, that's 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 nothing better than that. There's that's no better feelings than that, knowing that you did absolutely the best you can to ensure that something was done properly. And that's the way I look at it. That's amazing and true. So true. So many people have sacrificed either in the line of duty as a police officer or military veterans to keep this country safe and, and on the up and up. So I think it's important too. Um, 
one of the fun things that you do is you have uh, a clothing line and you were mentioning your shirt just a little while ago. And it, you guys if you can see it. Can you just show them one more time? Um, cuff. Yeah. So this is for breast cancer awareness. I have it in black and pink. Uh, last year we did a, we did two fundraisers. We did one for Toby Walker, uh, not Toby Walker, uh, uh, Chad Walker. Uh, he passed away in Mesa, Texas. He stopped the vehicle, and the the person driving the vehicle was uh, uh, knowing that he that he that he had a warrant. And as soon as he got out the car, he he killed them. He killed a cop. Um, he's a he's a DPS trooper, and we we raised I think two or three grand. Uh, last year in July and gave it to the wife, Toby. Uh, and then um, we also did a breast cancer. So every October I try to make a different kind of shirt for breast cancer where uh, every proceed we make, uh, we take some some of it and donate it to a breast cancer organization. But this year I want to do something different. I want to donate to a breast cancer survival survivor or somebody that's going through breast cancer currently to just help them with their, I know the, the, the bills or the medicines and stuff is very, very expensive. At least give them a little something to maybe put food in their fridge or go on a little fun trip with their family and whatnot. So that's what I believe in is, you know, supporting breast cancer. You know, honestly, I have to tell you, that's one of the main reasons that you caught my attention. My mom had breast cancer. She passed away from breast cancer. And I remember when she was going through all of that, how stressful it was and how nice it would have been for somebody like you to come, kind of come in and be that angel, you know? So I completely back that. I bought one of the shirts and um, I think it's really important. What you're doing is incredible. I'm I mean, you're giving so much hope to so many people and, and you're not very old, really. I mean, you're a pretty young guy still. And for all of the amazing things that you're involved in, you're just really incredible and inspiring. So I have to say thank you. Um, that means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to survivors' families as well. So um, another shirt you do have is one that I have on right now, you guys. <laughs> so it's... Uh, you, you don't, don't like, like cops? Yeah. Next time, dial 1-800-CRACKHEAD. <laughs> uh, yeah, that shirt. Uh, that shirt came about like, um, I've always used that slogan, but it's like, I, it came about when I, I thought to myself, this is, the, this, is, this is like a cop thinking of mine. So I was like, well, if I ever get shot or hurt on, on duty, if uh, every time when I make it to the, hospital whatever nurse that cuts up on my shirt at least they would have a little laugh before <laughs> before they helped me so that was like that was my mindset behind that shirt and uh it's one of my it's one of my best selling shirts so best uh uh i get a lot of hate for from it but i get a lot of love from it too but you gotta remember in this world we're living not everything you do even if you do it did it in the right perspective or right mind uh People, some people will like it, some will like it. I have some people that say they don't they don't like the shirt because he has a handcuff cuffing the tatas. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know That's what the it's the tatas, it's okay. I, 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 don't know, <laughs> I don't know what else to do to please you, but uh, I wish you well. So that's uh yeah. one of the one of the things. Um one of my other shirts. 
I got a, I got a few more hats. I got some hats coming in. It's gonna be. I got a Christmas hat coming in. It's like red, uh, red-ish color with license plate with Texas license plate in the front of it. So um, yeah, got a few more of the cool projects coming in, and uh, I'm I'm uh, still negotiating some contract deals with uh, a sponsorship. It's called Range Twenty Two. Uh, oh yeah, up and coming co- uh, company. So I'm looking forward to that too. So. That's amazing. You know, everybody listening, police officers do not make that much money. So uh, those listening, remember my husband was a police officer. My grandpa's retired. He was a retired police officer and we just don't make that much money. Um, So I think that this is a great way to supplement what you're doing. Plus you give back to people in your community, which is incredible. Um, So if you guys want to see Texas Cop 2.0, um, I want you to go to his TikTok, his Instagram, follow, and could you go ahead and share all your handles on social media? So you will find me on Instagram, TikTok, as uh, Texas Cop 2.0. My Facebook is the only thing that's different. It's Texas Cop Text. And uh, I do have a backup TikTok, Texas, Texas Cop 2.5, because... TikTok likes to ban me a lot. So like being a cop on TikTok is is so hard because some of the videos that the regular people share, if I share them, I get violations. Like you can share somebody falling down right now and that's fine. But if I share it, it gets banned for dangerous act or they'll ban me for showing my gun in my holster, even though that's my profession or you know, shooting in there, which shooting range, I will still get bad. And I have to like approve it and send an email like, yo, this is my job. And, but but it's, that's, so we ha- I you have know, to have work accounts. Yeah, <laughs> well, censorship is huge in America. And that's one of um, the main complaints a lot of my guests have is that they're banned on social media for doing the right thing and, and for promoting the right thing. So it's kind of crazy how that works. But I'm going to promote the heck out of you on my show. And um, if you're listening out there, make sure that you share this episode with your friends because Chuck is doing amazing things and um, you can't censor good forever, right? You know, good always prevails. That's true. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So um, you don't happen to have your cuffs on you, do you? Because you you hold up these pink cuffs and you have your regular cuffs (laughs) Like, tell me, tell me real quick about that before we uh, uh, log out of here. Uh, the pink handcuffs came about uh, just last year. I actually bought them for promotion for breast cancer. And I, I was wondering how I was going to use it to promote breast cancer or draw people's attention to it. And I just didn't know where to put it. I was like, I didn't put it in my ear. And then I made... I think I went live and then made a video with it and they both went like the live went crazy and the video went crazy. So I'm like, huh, I think I'm up to something here. So I just kept doing more and more videos with it around my ear. Even now when I go live, I have it in my ear. And if I do a video, I have it with me. But if I don't have any video, people start asking about it. So it's like, where's the pink color? Where's the so it's like, it's like a demand. It's a trademark thing now. Um, it's been a few other cops that starting to do the handcuffs things too. So that's kind of, that's pretty cool that uh, some people are starting to do something that I do. So it's, it's, it's very inspiring to me. Yeah, that's awesome. I had to ask. That was on my mind. <laughs> so. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And again, shout out your uh, social media handles one more time before we log out. Texas Cop 2.0, please, please follow. And if you follow my Instagram, Texas Cop 2.0, you will see on my profile, my new account is called Life with Text. That's strictly my gym, um, my gym Instagram. I just made it like a couple, two days ago. So yeah, make sure to follow that one as well and stay motivated, stay active and stay blessed. I'm glad to be on the show today. Thank you. You are awesome. And this is not the last time I'm going to promote you. So um, everybody, make sure that you head over to Chuck Social, follow them. And I'm going to follow up with you periodically so I can give my listeners some updates. Okay. All righty. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next week, I am always Patty Catter. And this week's guest is Texas Cop 2.0. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Please head over to pattycatter.com for the latest updates on Patty, her talk show, and what she's up to. You can also find her on Amazon TV and Roku, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Patty Catter. Until next time.